Welcome to uh, Just Flicks, No Chicks. Uh, Just Flicks, No Chicks? Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with it unless there's a better one, but I feel like that kind of rings a little bit. Yeah. All right. Whenever you're ready, you start talking and I'll do the music, okay? Okay. But yeah, uh, welcome to Just Flicks, No Chicks, where we break the stigma. We believe that uh, chick flicks, historically called chick flicks, can be enjoyed by everyone. I'm Eddie Solar. Hey, Ed. You got your boy Jace Roberts here with you. Jace, go way back to uh how long have we been friends now like 15 years or something crazy yeah well since we're about to hit dirty 30 uh, that makes it the math pretty easy since we started hanging out when we were 15 yeah i put the wow. chick I mean, flicks that we've come the age that our parents were when we started hanging out yeah i mean there's a lot of pretty depressing statistics that you can weave into how old we're getting um i can tell the age is creeping up on me since just some light jogging has developed some plantar fasciitis in my left foot. And I'm recovering from a hernia. We're crushing it. <laughs> yeah. So I think pretty succinctly you can identify that we are getting older <laughs> just based on <laughs> the fact that we tried to run to be healthy and it totally backfired. Yeah, it's the worst. What can we do now? What new hobbies? The podcast. Yeah, I think we can talk about chick flicks, Ed. Yeah, sweet. So uh, this week, I guess the first one was Tall Girl, where I I thought that it was kind of some unique idea, but um, it turned out to be a way more popular flick than than either of us expected. I think. Yeah, I think we're we're late to the game on Tall Girl. Uh, I'm surprised that it has such a following. And I, I, I guess I just don't even really know where to begin, Ed. Yeah, I don't really know where to begin. I mean, I, I definitely like wrote down some notes. Um, I mean, I don't even know like who to start with. Like, I mean, one thing for sure is that like how many characters did this movie really have? And I mean, do you want to give a brief synopsis of the movie? Yeah, I let me play the trailer. I'll play the trailer and then we'll we'll dive into it. How's the weather up there? Nice sweatpants, Sasquatch. What'd you say to my best friend? So many tall people burns. Honey, you just have to be strong in the face of adversity. Oh, I love it. That's the one. You're perfect. I just think it's crazy you won't date a short guy. You really think that at any moment... It's another movie that just goes to show any trailer can make a movie look awesome, no matter what the movie is. I'm going in. You are? Yeah, so really this trailer's not telling our audience what this movie's about, so I'm going to just start narrating it. A tall girl at an American high school feels like an exile for being tall. A new student transfers in from Sweden who, here's a shock, is taller than her. 
Gotcha. And she uh, you, finds the confidence to pursue him. I just want you to feel normal. Yeah, the only every person. time you it's try to hard. make me feel more normal, the you just only end up person. making me feel like more Steve Zahn stars as her dad right, and is just a totally underwhelming I've been waiting for cameo to performance. Life. I'm going to extreme makeover the crap out of you. Let's get to work. Stop stressing. I look like Grandma's it's really couch. not that extreme of an extreme makeover. They kind of just like now put her in a dress. Is me. Um, I like new Jody. Which turns out to Face be like kind fears, of a, Jody. Going after like a Hillary you Clinton want, Jody. pantsuit type situation. I've been in love with this girl since elementary school. And this new guy blows up my plan. <laughs> You're moving in on my man. No, I'm not. Stay away from him. I will. Stop agreeing with everything I'm saying. Okay. <gasps> We've all got something about ourselves all we right. wish we could that's, change. So that's basically You're my big little sister. That's me. We all have stuff about ourselves that we wish we could change. Hers like is being tall. Yeah. I mean, six one and a half, which is, like, if I was to tell you my height, that's exactly how I describe myself, um, fortunately. Yeah, and I only think I think only short people have probably called you tall before. Totally. I mean, I'm like barely above average. Um, I think like that was the first issue that I had with the movie is I, I think it, like at six one and a half. I don't know if she would really have any issues. I think that like six four maybe I can understand six five. Yeah, it's not, not like she's having a hard time fitting under doorways. Right, like going to tall people conventions, which is something else that we could talk about. Is I mean, how absurd would the, like the tall like the parents trying to push her into uh, like tall tall people clubs? Yeah, and I thought it would be funny to look up how tall her parents are in this movie because <laughs> I think the director. Um, really had to try in certain situations to make her feel really tall and like in the opening scene she's in the library and you know kind of hits it off with a guy across the way looking at her and that shot makes her look eight foot four so the the, the father who played him again steve zahn so steve zahn classic actor from some great movies like saving silverman uh he was in sahara national security and then he was in that hbo show treme uh, okay takes place in new orleans never watched it heard good things but he's five foot seven and three quarters yeah and then um angela kinsey yes uh is five one so they found short people to play her parents and that definitely helps Standing next to her parents and her sister, she looks tall. Right. I mean, I guess the thing is, and like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when she is walking through the high school, and then other than Stig, who's the love interest, which is such a ridiculous name, there is it, I mean, maybe, I, I don't actually know if that's a ridiculous name. Maybe like I'm being just like over American, but like to me, Stig feels like not a name that I would come across traveling yeah and i think just kind of plays into the the cliche-ness of the movie that he's from 
Sweden and has like the Eastern European name. Right. Right. I guess Western European name. Uh, it's very. It's funny how it plays right into not another teen movie, which is something that I w- kept being reminded of watching this. And like, this is just another teen movie, right? Exactly, because not another teen movie. The foreign exchange student. I can't remember her name, but she's nude the entire time. Um, <laughs> and that was just you know a play on like the attractive foreign exchange student who moves in, and everybody's interested into them, interested in them. So I thought it was funny that in 2019 you're gonna make a movie Netflix that basically is like has anyone involved in this creative process seen not another teen movie, or are we just gonna ignore, you know, these cliches and kind of just just power through because we feel like we've got a really good plot here? I think it's probably the second one. I think so too. I, I, and I think the more miraculous thing is not that she's six one and a half. I like. We went to to school with girls who were six one and a half. Like it was nothing special. Um, I think the more interesting thing is that like everyone else was under six foot of that whole school. Like that to me seems like more an anomaly. Like that's what the movie should have been about. How short the rest of the school is. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's so much that we can talk about here. So, just running through the plot at like a high level. You know, it, it starts with her being tall. And I do have, like, my first note on my notepad here is, dude, she's tall. But again, that's in that library scene where they were doing everything they could to make her look tall. Because my next note here is, (coughs) excuse me, the camera angles make her look like an ogre. Um, And it really is like the camera's at her feet looking up. So she is... It's interesting because she gets called Sasquatch and she gets picked on, but she also has like close friends um, who love her and seem to be really good friends to her. And besides like the random comment in the hallway, it doesn't seem like her life is too miserable. I I don't know if you got that vibe as well. It seems a lot of the the misery is self-imposed. Yeah, I mean, she's uber talented. She quit basketball because people were making fun of her, but she supposedly was really good at basketball. She's really good at piano. She can sing. Um, the actress is a model. Um, I think you're right. It's like I think her life is actually pretty good. Yeah, and so her best friend, who's a guy who's been in love with her forever, uh, the, you know, one of the interests of the movie is from the beginning, it seems like they're going to end up together. And it's following that plot line to see if that's actually going to happen. Spoiler alert. um, It does. But it takes the most insane jumping the shark left turn to get us there. It was like they wrote three quarters of the movie not wanting them to end up together. And then someone burst in the room like the Kool-Aid man and forced them to have them end up together. Yeah, if you took the first second out of the movie in the last two minutes there would be like absolutely no reason that they should end up together yeah no chance and so she she's tall uh she self-imposes a little misery on herself her sister is pretty and does talent or does pageants the movie takes place in new orleans and 
that definitely adds pressure to her. But I, I did not get the impression that her sister at all was mean about her sister's height or how pretty she was. She didn't come across like a bully at all. No, but she certainly had her fair share of problems. The sister did. Uh, I mean, like, she was a, uh, like, I want to get into hospitality, but she was a hotel management major. Uh, she had allergies. So tough. It's, um, yeah, so Steve comes to school. And uh, I did think one of the funny turns of events is he is staying with Dunkelman, who is the friend who's in love with our star Jody. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, wasn't expecting that, that. until you know the mom came to pick up Dunkelman from school, and. Uh, and Stieg jumped in the, or Stieg was already in the station wagon with mom, ready to go home. I thought that was great. That was pretty funny. And I, you know, I was confused because when, when Stieg sang Jody's name, like it sounded like Yodi to me. Yodi. Yeah. Uh, so much, like at one point I was like, wait, is it Jody or Yodi? It's that soft J. Yodi. Yeah. Yes. You like. Do you like Dunkelman Stig relationship? Like, do you feel like that was like a genuine, like they were friends? I mean, and like he seemed to kind of take him yeah. under his wing at school too. Yeah, I was I was good with with that aspect of the movie. That was probably my favorite part, seeing them interact. I thought it was funny how it was kind of predictable, but Stig comes over and he he is the Dunkelman of his school back home. Right. Which I thought was was pretty funny. Um, the fact that he thinks he's like, you know, I, I think Dunkelman is the one talking about a, a one to ten scale, and Stieg like calls himself a four. Um, I wish I remembered the guy's name who is the Stieg of his school, but that was a, a funny moment when they realized that he was the new popular, attractive kid that all the girls wanted. So yeah, I like that relationship between the two of them. I thought it was funny that they sleep in bunk beds, and you know, Dunkelman. Like is talking about kind of crushing on on Jody. Yeah. And and Dunkelman just up there, just like fuming, just misery. Just you can stop talking now. I thought that was great. <laughs> that that's on my list of funny stuff. That's that's at the top. Um, and that list is pretty short after this. Uh, the scene where they mimic uh, the clay making from ghosts. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, so the plot, you know, kind of twists. Uh, Steve gets introduced. He's living with Dunkelman. He finds out that Yodi likes to play the piano. And they both have the same favorite musical, which is a musical I've never heard of. Yeah, I never heard of it either. And then how does it come to be that she goes over and watches a movie with him at Dunkelman's house? How did that come up? I don't, I don't think it came up, like, organically, necessarily. I think it, like, the only connection that I remember is that, like, originally the, the school bully, um, I think, was it was it Kimmy? Yeah. It was, like, yeah, Kimmy. Kimmy 
prank phone called her pretending to be Stig. Be like, hey, you want to hang out? Classic. And then they're like, oh, we got you. But then Stig really did call her to see if she wanted to hang out. And then they were hanging out and Dunkelman, who was home, just kept like walking back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, and he was trying to like interrupt their date night. Right. Yeah, I thought that was... Um, yeah, I had that on on my my funny thing as well. The when Stieg actually calls her, and she thinks it's a prank call, and she kind of tells him off. Right. Um, Stieg is very obviously very into Yodi, by how certain things like that didn't like put him off, but he ends up dating Kimmy, the popular girl. Um, right. So, gets introduced, likes Yodi. Kimmy kind of forces her way into the situation and now we're dealing with like a love triangle because Stieg obviously has feelings for tall girl Jody, who says who calls herself a tall girl tall girl I counted six times throughout the whole movie hmm. uh, which is I'd have put it the, but maybe, maybe I lost I lost count uh, or interest <laughs> that's a lot of counting yeah it's the whole fact that like she's harder on herself than the rest of the world really made it difficult for me to watch because that's just like a conflict that's not super interesting in a light comedy type movie. Like this isn't Black Swan, you know, but they're trying right. to give us like the Black Swan inner conflict. And it's like, you're just kind of tall. Yeah, and you're beautiful, you're kind of tall, your parents live in a nice house, they're still together, you have a supportive sister, you have a, a you know, Dunkelman who loves you. Yeah. And so, Yodi, star, Yodi uh, still in love with Stieg, and Kimmy, the popular girl, in a pretty smart maneuver, kind of brings Yodi into their, their small group of friends by having... Um, her date one of the guys in the group um, who they just call him by his last name Schnipper Schnipper yeah and I thought that was a smart move by Kimmy like if you know keep your friends close your enemies closer type deal go through this weird kind of I, on my so I've got a funny list and a cringe list and my cringe list is way longer than my funny list top of my cringe list is the uh, the big makeout sesh while they're all at the escape room together, sitting on Dude, couches that, right next to each other. That was like of my notes. That was like number one in bold. Like, what the heck is going on in this scene? Like, you and I could write a better scene than that scene. Bizarre. And obviously, Yodi leaves kind of flustered because she doesn't want to kiss Schnipper. Also, doesn't want to watch Steed kiss Kimmy, who has no problem kissing Kimmy. It's but, but also Dunkelman was in this mix. Dunkelman's there Dunkelman too. Yeah, you're right. Was kissing that, that girl who he actually I think had more chemistry with than Jody. Like they actually seemed to get along really well. Totally agree. Yeah, I had forgotten about Dunkelman and oh, what was his girl's name? Was it uh, I don't remember her name. I mean, she like is probably not even in the credits. But yeah, I should, like, can't find her on IMDb. I thought it was Nina, but that's his mom's name, so I doubt she was in that scene that we're talking about. 
But yeah, I mean, they all start making out. Um, really close to each other. And like, Schnipper liked um, Jody, but like, like, they hadn't even talked. He just, like, her change of clothes and haircut prompted him to then like her enough to invite her out and make out with her. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take much for, for our boy Schnipper. So Jody but Bales. Really quick on yeah. really quick on that one though. Is the the weird thing, like the, one of the cringy things in that cringy scene to me was the fact that everyone is sitting down and the whole movie is about how insecure Jody is about her height. And, and she's the only one in this room standing up. Yeah, she's and, she's like halfway sitting on the arm of the chair kinda. Yeah, she's like hovering over everybody. Uh, and it's like, well, clearly she's not that insecure about it. Yeah, uh, probably another scene where they were just trying to make her feel like a giant. So they have the makeout sesh at the escape room. Jody storms out, and that's kind of when... That's when the riders decided, hey, we're going to land this Dunkelman ship. That's going to be how we end. It's not going to be with Stieg. It's going to be with Dunkelman. And so... They kind of start working on making Stieg a bad guy, which is a total 180 from how he has been. He's been super nice. He'll brush his hair back and smile at you. He'll, he measured his hand next to Yodi's to show that it's not that big. But he quickly turns into a bad guy when she invites him to her sister's beauty pageant. And he doesn't show up. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. And she's looking everywhere. Dad is talking about, I'm going to kill this kid when I meet him. The uh, Harper, the sister, on stage while winning. Lip, lip reads, where is he? To Jody. Uh, in the middle of doing her talent. The whole but still won. And still one. The whole thing feels so forced. If you wanted Stieg to be a bad guy, you should have worked on that way earlier in the hour and a half movie that we've been through so far to this point. So Stieg stands her up. She's heartbroken. But then quickly he like apologizes for it uh, at, at the, the party that they're at. And it feels, you can't tell that he's lying. I, I couldn't tell. That's one of the notes I wrote. I could not, when she left, or when he told her at the party that he was, you know, sorry and it was a mistake and he got dragged into setting up for the party that's at Dunkelman's house, I believed him. I, I don't know if you did. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I, I think you're right. Like, him being a bad guy in this movie was, was a shocker. Yeah, nothing indicated that he was going to turn out that way. And then we have kind of the climax of the movie, which is, uh, you know, of course it's a movie set in high school. So the buildup is going to be to a school dance. And I mean, I did not to. even think about how cliche that was. That's how bad I am rating movies. I mean, but of course it was, it has to, it's either summertime end of summer or a dance, you know, nothing's like, Hey, we're trying to make it. We're going to have this movie end the week before finals. It, 
there's got to be a an event. So she, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, she leaves the party and goes home and Dunkelman shows up at her house the next day and she's all sad and Dunkelman has a black eye kind of plays it off I think he says that he fell or he ran Mm -hmm. into something when his mom came home when he was having a big party another cliche and which you know occasionally happens in real life as well when your mom's on a yoga retreat yeah yeah and uh, he has brought her a gift because he knows how bad, how sad she is about Stieg. And he gives her a pair of five-inch platform heels. Yep. Which he got where? It was like a ridiculous store. Was it like a Halloween store? Yeah, I, I didn't write that down. Um, it was either like a Halloween store or like a, a party store. It was. It wasn't like I went to Macy's and got these shoes. It was like there, there's no way I can get you heels because you're six one and a half. Yeah, because she wears like a size twelve shoe. Right. Which I mean, that might be funnier than her being really tall, but. <laughs> I don't I don't have a Netflix budget backing up my movie ideas, so I'm not gonna throw too many stones. So gives her the heels. It's kind of one of those like, ah, I thought of him as a friend, but now I might think of him as more, but not all the way there. There's no kisses or anything. Dunkelman leaves. And this is the night of the dance. And uh she finds out that um Man, how does she find out? Is that Schnipper that tells her? Um, she finds out because Liz, that's the, the girl that Dunkelman was making out with. Okay. Dunkelman told Liz that he still loved um, Jody. Yep. And then Jody gets a random text from Liz that mm. she was she was FaceTiming Dunkelman to tell him he was missing out at the party that he was at. Yep. Um, and then in that video... Um, it's like it zooms in on uh, Schnipper talking to um, Stig yep. about Jody. Yeah, and he's like ragging on her, right? Or yeah. Saying, and then oh, Schnipper's I totally like, oh, I don't her. love her. Even though like in the tone of his voice, he still does. Yeah. And in comes Dunkelman with, I mean, the biggest surprise of the movie is that Dunkelman comes kind of like out of screen left and his first move is to try to hit Stig in the head with a milk crate that he carries around with him he doesn't carry a book bag he carries a crate like made fashioned out of wood with his books in it we don't know why we find out at the end of the movie we'll talk about that in a second but his first move which I feel like is a huge cheap shot is to like grab this wooden crate and try to hit Stig in the head with it Yes. Like, could have been arrested for battery and assault. Yeah. Like, if, he, if he had landed that. Might have killed him. Could kill him, yeah. Like, build up to that, Dunkelman. The fight hasn't started. That's that's a cheap shot, you know? 
Um, yeah. It, it would have been a cheap shot to just walk up and punch him in the back of the head, and you are bringing a milk crate, a sturdy milk crate. Misses complete. Yeah. Misses completely. Yeah, and I, I think like this also was very convoluted to me that so he is angry at Stig, and he tries to hit him over the head and kill him with a milk crate. Yeah, murder. But but then but then it's Schnipper that makes the joke about, about Jody, and Dunkelman punches Schnipper. Yeah, and that, that is how the fight starts. Yeah, and it's like. It's like, I don't even know what it has to do with Stig. Yeah, Stig kind of just stands there. He, he, you know, Dunkelman then jumps into like, you don't know all these great things about her. She's amazing. All what that. All color that eyes stuff. does she have? Yeah, what color eyes does she have, Stig? Do you even know what color eyes she has? You know, she's trying to read a hundred books before she goes books. to college, Stig. Before she goes to college, Stig. Did you even know that? So. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a one upping of who knows Jody more. And if I was Stig, I'd be like, dude, I met her four days ago. You've literally been holding on to her pocket since you guys were in elementary school. So, yeah, you're gonna know her a little better than me. And you just tried to kill me. Yeah, and it's the whole thing is um, it's pretty wild that that's the climax they built to. I could see how, like, when you're writing this movie, you could think, okay, and then there's going to be a fight and he defends her honor. I just can't believe they filmed this and then they were like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> we got it. They, you think it was on the first, I really hope it was on, like, the first take and they all, like, looked around at each other and they are like, that's it. We don't need another one. We're good. <laughs> so... The fight happens. Liz texts it to Jody. Which, hey, good on you, Liz. I like Liz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Liz and Liz and Dunkelman, that's who I'm rooting for. There there's really no bad people. Like Kimmy's a uh, the bully in this movie, and she is a light bully. You know? Um, yeah, she's just it's like a bad actress. <laughs> like that is that think, is her like, biggest crime. Like, when I'm watching it, I'm not, like, I wasn't, like, she's that bad. I'm, like, she's a classic high school bully. She's, like, the prettiest one in the class. And she tried to date, like, the best-looking dude. That's really all she did. And then she yeah. protected her relationship against somebody who was moving in on it. Yeah, she's really, she's no Cruella DeVille trying to chop up a hundred puppies. You know, she... I'm trying to think of the meanest thing she did, and it's the prank phone call, which was yeah. pretty mean. Um, yeah. But in terms of like, you know, I, I mean, think, you remember they flashbacked, like they like like growing up, and it was like uh, Kimmy was always Jody always Clayton's the one making fun of her, class, right? and Kimmy was like Taylor Swift, more like Taller Swift. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> That that was actually so, a really good one. I remember was, thinking like, I actually laughed at that one. Yeah, I laughed at that one. If someone would have dropped that in like fifth grade, I totally would have been laughing. Yeah, I mean, my last name is Solar, and like someone in uh, elementary school was like, Solar, like Solar System. Ah. It, was, it's, it was like the biggest burn ever. Yeah, that was a good one. Jace got turned into J C Penny, <laughs> which 
is a stretch. Kids are, kids are the worst. They're the I worst, mean, and they're like, so creative. I know. It's like, it's so creative, but it's just like, how can we creatively bully everyone? Yeah. And it's like, that was one of my beefs with this movie is it's, they're really not that mean to her. Not that I'm like rooting for them to be meaner, but she gets called Sasquatch and she gets asked, how's the weather up there? And her response could easily be, oh, the weather up here is great uh, with my D1 full ride scholarship. And my beautiful voice. Yeah. Like, how, how do you want me to go to college? Do you want it to be on a music scholarship or yeah. basketball scholarship or academic like hey bozo let's let's google the average height of victoria's secret angels do you think it's right uh you think it's under five eight or over five eight yeah so i thought I the burns were just pretty childish the whole movie had like a really kind of childish tone to it which i thought was interesting uh, i'll be honest yeah, when, i almost cried you what part had you crying I mean, I didn't cry, duh. But the when the like when her and the dad were playing piano after he was really sad and he'd like that finally accepted yeah. the fact that he had a tall daughter. It took him sixteen years, <laughs> uh, but he finally accepted her for what she was. I don't know why that got me. No, that was sweet. That that was a sweet moment. I the ending but, didn't make yeah. you almost cry, right? No, the why ending. Why don't you tell was us dumb. about the ending? I mean, it would have been more happy if it was Kimmy. But do you want to tell us about what happened at the ending? Yeah, so... Uh, it's so insane to even talk about it. So the dance, the night of the dance comes up. Remember, she has... Tall Girl has just um, seen the video of Dunkelman defending her honor, catches some of the burns from Stieg and Schnipper. So she's out on both of them. The dance comes up. She's nowhere to be seen. And... Kimmy and Stieg win uh, basically prom queen and king. Uh, totally expected. They were the odds on favorite on that thing. It, it wasn't even yeah. a competition. Um, I thought it was funny. Jody's sister is the one presenting the crown. Um, after her big win. After she has just won her, a lot of winning going on around Jody. She hasn't won much yet. But in walks Jody. And she is wearing her Hillary Clinton pantsuit, kind of like a Prince getup. Um, got like a collar on it and like buttons. Kind of looks like a pirate. Uh, I don't know anything about fashion. If you put that on a mannequin in front of me and asked like, hey, is this high fashion? I probably would like assume that that was at Party City, but she's rocking it. Uh, just oozing confidence and wearing her five-inch platform heels bought for her by Dunkelman. Which uh, now brings her to the height of, what would that be, 6'6"? Six, six yeah. So now she's half. pretty tall. Now she's tall, yeah. They don't need any camera work there. She's tall. Walks up on stage, and then here comes our end of the movie at the dance speech about you know what I thought about all this stuff I thought this for a long time and I decided not to think that anymore and you guys can who are also thinking things can also not have to think those things about yourself that was kind of if you had to like put it in a right. tweet and darn it now I'm going to go find me some Dunkelman 
and this is great. So she goes to Dunkelman's house, still has his black eye from defending her honor, which is still carried, still carrying his murder weapon still, or almost yeah, murder weapon. His attempted murder milk crate. He's got it right there. They're having their sweet moment. She's finally come all the way around. Jody is finally going to be in love with Dunkelman the same way that he has been in love with her for so long. And I think she asks him before they kiss, right? Hey, if we're going to do this thing, you got to tell me, bud. What's that milk crate for? And at this point, watching the movie, you know what it is, right? Yeah, goosebumps, man. So Eddie's got goosebumps. Eddie's crying. The music's picking up. Zoom in the camera. Dunkelman runs, grabs his attempted murder weapon, flips it over, jumps up on it, and now he is the same height as our tall girl. Yeah. Kiss. Yep. And there you go. That's the movie Tall Girl. Yeah. uh, Quick takeaway. I think... uh, I think it could have been good. I think it it fell short in a couple ways. One being that she wasn't that tall. And then I think it taught all the wrong lessons. Like, I think watching the clip, I felt like it would teach a lot of good lessons about, like, beauty coming from within and... You know, like us being more than our, our, how tall we are, how beautiful we are, right? And like, she's got all these amazing skills and they don't talk about any of those, right? Like yeah. she's, she's beautiful when she dresses up, quote unquote, fashionably. And um, I think it just left, leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I, I think you rated it more positively than I did. Yeah. Certainly. I thought it was a mess. Just... I mean, acting wasn't that great. Like I said, the the fact that she's really her worst enemy here for something that's kind of a silly thing to to not love about yourself. You know, like she's she's researching height reduction surgeries at one point, which is pretty sad. But it seems like even Kimmy and her have like an okay relationship besides some light, like playful banter. So yeah, I, I was pretty disappointed by it. I'm, you know, it's a funny thing to have watched it. I'm glad I was able to, you know, jump on with you and and talk through it, but man, I would, you know, I I don't know what the rating scale is for your show, but this is not setting the bar very high. Out of 15. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a hard time getting higher than a four out of me. (laughs) And, like, here's another thing, too. You know, we talked about you wanting to host this show, and I'm I'm all in on it because I love chick flicks. Um, That is a, a derogatory term that cuts out guys like myself who love these movies. And me. And you, yeah. Um, sorry, didn't make make this all about myself. Um, no, but you're right. I mean, they're, they're like they're they make you feel something, right? Yeah. Um, like Adam Sandler, we get, we we talk about it all the time. We love Adam Sandler. Thirty mm-hmm. first yeah. day, wedding singer. It's just like they make you feel something. Yeah, I mean, this year, you know, most movies I've watched this year, I've probably only watched once. 
but I've watched Crazy Stupid Love at least four times, once a quarter. Yeah. I mean, you give me Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Steve Carell, Kevin Bacon is the bad guy, a nice closed loop where everyone ends up kind of happy. I mean, I'm in on that. And so I was just, you know, I, you, you talked about me, you know, coming on, watching this, talking about it. I watched the trailer and I was honestly excited about it, thinking it's going to be kind of this like new twist on this high school kind of rom-com thing. Um, yeah. And it was just kind of disappointing. And the fact that it wasn't really a a rom-com, you know, the fact that they waited so long for her to start coming around to the Dunkelman thing. I think the movie was about like an hour and a half about 90 mm-hmm. minutes. And I mean, she doesn't start coming around on Dunkelman until like 70 minutes in, you know, right around yeah. the, the time where Stieg bails on her and then Dunkelman fights him about it. So yeah. I agree. I think, you know, I think that they're everything high school related could make for great movies. I, I think high school just has infinite material because you take a bunch of young kids growing up stuck together in a school all day. Some funny stuff comes out of it. Um, but I, I did not think it was very well executed on the, on tall girl. So I'll give it a four out of 15 excited to watch whatever the next homework excitement homework assignment is. But, um, man, if I ever see anything that's like made by the, the creators of tall girl, I'll probably, I'll probably move on. I will too. Well, thanks for joining today. It's super fun. Yeah. Do you have any idea what we're going to be doing next? Or I think I think similar movie. I don't I don't know yet what, but I hope it hits a little bit more. Um, I'm also open to your suggestions too. I'm I'm always down for Netflix chick flick. Yeah. So, um. All the listeners out there, just remember to check out. We have some other shows as well. Uh, we are Hola Guapo. Uh, we got So Much to Dave, where we talk about Dave Matthews Band. And we're also working on a podcast right now where we're going to do a deep dive into the hit television show Below Deck, which is just must-watch TV. It's the best thing on television. So, Ed, thanks so much for having me today. Um, pumped to jump on the next one with you, bud.